0: Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Leving, and I love seeing business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs have massive success in their businesses. Are you ready to reach a higher level in your business? Are you looking to rise to the top and break through the barriers that are holding you back? If this is you, Join us on the Mind for Success podcast as I interview other business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their success stories with you. We're going to talk about tapping into your highest potential to easily achieve your highest goals. Before we begin, remember to subscribe and hit the notification button right now so you will be notified of every new episode. Take a deep breath and listen up. You're about to embark on a successful journey to help you break through to those higher levels of success. Now, welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I am your host Kimberly Leving and I'm excited to introduce my new friend Michael Harris to the show. Um Michael has a, a he's very he's multi-talented, but one of his specialties is he can help anybody anyone move from fear of speaking in front of others to powerfully sharing their message with any size group or audience. He is an author, he's a coach, he's a training, he's a yoga yoga teacher. Um he is the co-founder of Endless Stages. He's written several books. Uh he his number one best-selling book is Falling Falling Down, Getting Up. And I love, I want him to share a little bit about that story, so I'm not going to give it away right now, but um. The other things that he's done is he's also co-authored two other books, um, Expert Success Solutions, and Podmatch Guest Mastery, and that is how we met. So um, thank you so much for being on today, Michael.
1: It, it's really great to be here, Kimberly, and thank you for inviting me. And I want to tell you, you know, I always like to listen to a lot of podcasts and I listened to some of your podcasts, you know, uh, your last one, episode 31, you know, opening words of opportunity. And I liked it because it talked about like fun ideas with money and, you know, Tyler Foley, which you had on in the past. And then then I went back and also listened to episode five with oh, wow Wally, which was really great because he talked about mindset that really helps solve you know, problems and creates possibilities. And so for any listeners that are here now, I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes because there's some really good discussions and information there.
0: Yeah, I, I will say I have met some of the most amazing people through this podcast and I, I just can't say enough. So thank you for that little plug in. I appreciate <laughs> <Absolutely>. it. <laughs> Uh, so I would love, because we share, when we talked before, we share a lot of the same interest as far as health and nature. And uh, I wanted to ask that question about nature and this, this concept of quantum leaps. So how does nature teach us about quantum leaps?
1: Great question. One of the things about quantum leaps, it's really, you know, a change of state from one state to another state, you know, pretty much instantly or pretty darn quick. And over the years, one of the things I've noticed, and I live in the mountains of central Oregon, one of the things that I notice about nature is it can change very quickly, whether it's on more of the macro level and the weather. I mean, I've gone from, you know, being 30 degrees Fahrenheit to four degrees Fahrenheit in the matter of a minute or two as a hmm. storm comes in. And then you start to notice what are the animals doing? How are they acting? You know, there's the great northern owl in Africa and it's known, known as a transformer owl. It can sit there on the branch of a tree looking normal or it can like squish itself down instantly, look like a branch. Or it can make itself look bigger to scare off prey that are preying on it. Mm. So there's example after example, chameleons, um, sea cucumbers, octopuses. You know, octopuses can change colors instantly depending upon the environment around them. So as I started looking at this and started thinking about these ideas, I thought, well, what about humans? Can we change? Can we take? quantum leaps as well and i don't know kimberly whether you've ever blushed but we can have a change in our emotions and instantly our cheeks go red and we're blushing that's a change of state that's a kind of a micro example of a quantum leap so then that leads again we can go a long ways down this this rabbit hole right right And then that leads to the the idea and like even some of like what your other guests talk about, you know, creating opportunities. What can we do to change our mind quickly to implement an idea, find new opportunities, think about something different? Because it's so easy to get stuck in our old ways. You know, our neural pathways are working a certain way and we get stuck in them and we do the same routine. You know, we have about 60,000 thoughts a day and something like 90% of those are the same. Right. So we get stuck in this, in this particular area. So how do we change? The first thing that we have to do is change the mind, just simply change the mind. And if we change the mind, you know, the body will follow. I mean, we, we, We've talked before about health and pain and all of that. I've seen people change very quickly, you know, physically on the health level, just by changing their mind.
0: Absolutely. Um, so we are so on the same page with that. So I, I love it. I'd love to hear a little bit about your health journey, because I know, uh, well, the book that you wrote. Um, and how, what your journey was with that. Cause it's really, uh, it's really interesting and, you know, I've had a similar journey. So I had a lot of health issues before I started working on mindset and the mindset piece was so huge.
1: Yeah. And I, I will add in right here is, you know, I've done yoga for 35 plus years now. I've practiced for a long time and I became a teacher as well. You know, the biggest lesson that I've ever learned in yoga is not about a certain position in a posture or do triangle better or even breathe better. The single biggest lesson that I've ever had was don't worry about it, forget about it. Because Mm -hmm. I would worry about everything. I would hold on to things. I wouldn't forget about it. And that ended up coming to me three different times. But I want to go back a little bit well, first, all, I'll mention what I did this year. This year, every week I climbed at least one butte to the top. A butte is like a small mountain or a large ridge or something. And most of what I do is off trail. So I don't like trails. Trails are for tourists, right? I like to create my own path. Right? I love it. <laughs> so the reason this is a big deal is because 35 36 years ago now 1986 is I was about ready to have my legs cut off. Mm. And I had blocked arteries my right leg was 100% blocked left leg left leg 65% blocked. Yeah, yeah. And they told me that I had atherosclerosis peripheral vascular disease I was 27 years old and I was dying of an old man's disease. So that they did what are called FEMPOPs, bypass. They restored the blood to each of my legs. A month later, I had a bunch of blood clots. A few months after that, my legs had already reblocked and they wanted to do more surgery. And at that time, I left the hospital AMA. The surgeons were around my, my bed saying I had to have this surgery, AMA being against medical advice. And I walked out of that hospital. And to make kind of a longer story, a little bit shorter, I ended up at a place called the Pritikin Longevity Center. And when I ended up there, I was walking about 10 feet with the cane. Right. Mm -hmm. So I could barely walk. And the doctor and I didn't recognize this at the time because the next time it came up was in yoga. But the doctor said, get up and walk. Don't worry about it. Just start walking. We're right on the boardwalk at Santa Monica, kind of between the Santa Monica Pier and uh, Venice Beach, Marina Del Rey, that section of the beach down there. And he said, just get up and walk. Well, within two weeks, I went from walking 10 feet on a cane to walking two miles unassisted just by getting up and walking. It changed my attitude. It built my self-esteem, my confidence, just the ability to do that. So today, again, I'll climb up any ridge or any butte as often as I can.
0: I love it. I love it. So um, that leads in. So how how do you relate these things to business?
1: One of the things that I've recognized, at least for for myself, and I alluded to this a, a moment ago about you know, trails are for tourists, you know, it's like create your own path. What is your individual path? And we really need to, and this is something that I've struggled with over the years as well from time to time, is what is my path? Not what is somebody else's path? And am I attaching myself to that? Which there's reasons for that at times too, but what is the path for Michael Harris? Where is it that I can best be of service and best be helpful to others? You know, so again, how far down this rabbit hole do you want to go, Kimberly?
0: (laughs) It's okay. Well, I I find it so it's it's interesting to me personally because I know for me, there's been times over the in the past where I was following someone else's journey or trying to be like, you know name xyz expert uh and it just it doesn't work you really have to do the inner work and find your own path so it totally resonates
1: yeah and if let me go back again a little bit because you asked about my health i mentioned about my legs uh that was 35 again 36 years ago now 1986 and in 1971, I had a water skiing accident, and they ended up taking out 60% of my liver, my gallbladder, 21 blood blood transfusions, collapsed lung, coma, 10-day coma, a near-death experience. You know, I wasn't expected to live then either. And between that point and the point of having the surgery on my legs, I ended up jumping into drinking too much and addiction and really struggling with my self-esteem didn't feel like I was worth it so I was using the other substances as a way to not really think about those things right and it wasn't the right route so you know speed up to 30 years old and I'm 64 now so at one point at 30 years old it was like Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Just let it go. And I let go of everything and my life changed in a quantum leap in an instant. Mm. I mean, I felt the energetic shift in my body. I mean, I still remember December 14th, 1988, laying in a hospital bed in Portland, Oregon. And it was just like, I can't live this way. I need to make the change. And I made the change like that. And it's been different ever
0: since. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing story because I don't know, I think that sometimes with the, because of the clients I work with, because I help them make that quantum leap. And I, sometimes people don't want to let go. They won't. And so that's such an integral part of it is the decision to let it go.
1: And it took me years of that because for a long time, I was really angry at God because I didn't want to come back to the body when I was a kid. I wanted to stay where I was. Mm. I felt like God had done something wrong. And one of my grandmothers had died before that. And how could God have taken my grandmother? And so I had a lot of these resentments and anger towards God. But once I realized that if I remove that anger and resentment, maybe things will change. And that's what happened
0: in December. Yeah. 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 I love it. Powerful story. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, so speaking of stories, you're obviously a very good storyteller and I'm sure anybody listening, um, is, is really leaning into all of this. I'd love to hear what your take is on why everyone's story is so important.
1: One of the things that, that I realized years ago, was that when we were kids, we learned how to tell stories at a thing called show-and-tell, you know, first, second grade, you know, maybe even kindergarten. You know, the teacher would say, you know, Kimberly, tell us about your weekend, or, you know, maybe it was even set up that bring something in that you want to share with the class. So we were starting to learn how to share stories as little kids, and it was, you
0: know,
2: it
1: was really public speaking masquerading as show and tell, right?
0: Right. So we we
1: all have the ability to share stories when we're willing to do that. When it's something that's exciting to us, and that's what show and tell was. It was something exciting to us that we be were able to tell our friends. So one of the things that I've I've also tapped into is especially right now in today's world is there's a lot of energy bouncing around in our atmosphere right now Hmm. right of all the different things going on and there's a lot of what i call knuckle buddy you know it's like this there's a lot of you know power against power and you know it manifests itself in, in different ways but one of the things really since the beginning of man We've been sitting around campfires telling stories. You know, it's, oh, honey, you know, I, you know, killed this dinosaur for our food for the next month. You wouldn't believe how it happened. I had to do this. He almost killed me, he almost swiped me with his hand, you know, all these things. We were telling stories really, again, from the beginning of time. And then when, when people started getting together closer and when they were resolving conflict, Most of the time, almost the whole time, it was the result of verbal interaction, of discussion, telling stories, of saying how we're thinking and how we're feeling and finding common ground. Mm. So like what you're doing with your show, you have all these great guests on. They come on. They tell their story. Some of the listeners will really resonate with one guest. Some will resonate with another guest. But through that process, I believe that we become closer and we become less inclined to do the knuckle buddy, right? Yes, yes. So the more that we can do this, the better. And there are places in the world where you can't do what we are doing today. We're mm-hmm. free to speak about anything we want. Not everybody is. So if those of us like you and me are able to sit here and have these discussions, I think it presses against that power. And instead Mm -hmm. of knuckle butting so hard, maybe it starts to get less and less and less and less. And then it's more, you know, clasping of hands rather than hitting the knuckles.
0: Mm, I love that because gosh, especially the last couple of years, you're right about the different energies (laughs) and, and it does as stories bring people together. It humanizes people and makes them more real, and it helps people have empathy. Yeah, Uh, it's big.
1: Yeah, because I mean, we we find that we really have much more in common Mm. than anything else, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I could start talking to somebody that grew up in Kenya that I would not seem to have anything in common, but as we start talking, we would find things in common.
2: Yes.
0: It doesn't yeah. matter what, yes. I mean,
1: take any two people from anywhere.
0: Yeah. There's always something. So always yes. Something. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So uh, let's, let's shift a little bit about how you help people with speaking and overcoming some of those things. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit.
1: Well, one of the things that I see with all of us, again, coming back to show and tell yes, is we all have what we need with us already inside of us. Mm -hmm. And it's just really learning how to use it. So if we can take those skills that we learn in show and tell, to be able to tell stories, to be able to get on stage, to be able to get on virtual summits, to talk to friends at a restaurant while we're having dinner, whatever it might be, as we start to exercise those talents that we have, those muscles get stronger and stronger. And then we're able to get on stage and and say anything we want. I'll I'll give a brief example. There was a forensic psychiatrist that I know. I met him about, oh, maybe 2004, somewhere in there. He was a forensic psychiatrist with the federal prison system working with primarily high-profile type prisoners. Mm-hmm. And the the way that I met him is I was doing a yoga workshop in Durham, North Carolina. And he came and he was the guy, the quiet guy in the back of the room. Well, a couple of years later, I was doing a training and I didn't know he was doing the training. There was about 350 people in the training, and he came to the training. And it was just like, Ralph, what are you doing here? And he said, Well, I got attacked in, in the prison and doing some of his work. And he says, the federal prison system is paying for me to become a yoga teacher. You know, i like, wow. So why is this important? Is because as Ralph tried to start teaching, he couldn't teach. He couldn't get in the front of the room and talk.
2: Wow.
1: So we went back and again, we broke down what his experience was. Well, Ralph, tell me about working in the prison. Did you ever talk to a group of inmates in a room? Yes. Would you ever manage therapeutic type groups. Yes, I did that. Did you ever have to speak to, you know, other prison executives and officials about, you know, the processes that you were doing? He says, yes. And I said, well, what if you take that same thing you're already doing and apply it over here? Mm. And it's just like, it was a light bulb that went off in his head. And literally, again, he took a quantum leap instantly he went from not being able to talk and hiding in the back of the room to being the person in the front of the room, the most like, the most loved person, because he realized he already had the skills and ability to do what he wanted to do.
0: He just needed to be shown. That's right. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what are some foundations you mentioned? So in your, um, when we spoke before uh, three foundations that people can use to get their message out.
1: One of the things that they first need to do is to know what their message is.
0: Mm, Why that... It is. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. That, that goes that, back to what we talked about earlier, yeah. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, a- absolutely. You know, do, is it a message about, wealth? is it a message about business? Is it a message about relationships? And it it really needs to be something I believe that is just part of us. You know, if they're struggling too much with it, it may not be their message. Mm. Right. So finding that message is really important. Then there's a couple of different exercises that I will walk people through is once they know what their message is, and they may not even know their message quite yet, is I help them break down. Their life over five-year periods and take ideas out of each five-year period that may relate to what it is that they want to talk about, their message that they they want to talk about. So it may have been, oh, you know, being a 4.0 student in high school, let's say. So, how can they take that and their passion for education and use that as an example? in delivering their message to, say, a group of educators, Mm. right? So drawing back on those different experiences. And again, there's endless type of experiences we can talk about. But that, that would be one example. So finding out what it is. And then writing some bullet points. I'm a big proponent of bullet points for our discussions. Yeah, we can write out a full talk. I don't like doing it. I don't like writing out a full speech or a talk that I'm going to do, but I want to highlight bullet points. So what are three ideas? What are five ideas? I wouldn't go very many because you, you get to too many ideas and it's hard for the listener to really take it in. So three mm. is a, a very good number. So what is it? How are you going to say it? And how are you going to really deliver that message? Mm. What? Order? Are you going to say it in? How is this message going to have impact? Do you need to create a call to action of some sort at the end? Do you want the listener to do something? And then maybe buying a product that you have, and maybe connecting with another person, but some type of call to action. Again, we can take three different ideas, like what we just talked about, put those aside, and say, okay, what are other three ways to do it? Because there's lots of three. Right. Three ways to do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's finding what works really for the individual that helps them connect with their audience.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm glad you mentioned bullet points because I think that's, that's huge. Um, in the beginning I used to write out everything Yeah. and I did, I, you'd never remember it for one. I mean, unless you're really good at memorizing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's a place for it. I mean, like, Going back to Tyler Foley, you you interviewed him, episode Mm -hmm. 26. He's a lifelong actor. So if you you have scripts, you have to deliver scripts. But he's also a master at helping people on stage as well and getting their stories delivered. So if somebody's listening to this now, again, go back to episode 26 and listen to (laughs) Tyler.
0: Yes, that, excellent point, because yeah. they are both valuable. I think that if you're not a person that can memorize things, if you're not a script person, then the bullet point thing is going to be more valuable for yeah. you.
1: And, and then the more we know about a subject, the easier it is to deliver. I, I will add one thing. In most cases, and this is an interesting exercise I did years ago with one of my publishers, We did an exercise for two hours, and I thought, two hours, how are we going to do this? The exercise was explain to a five-year-old how to tie their shoes.
0: Oh, wow. For two hours.
1: For two hours. And the purpose of it was to help us explain the simplest ideas. Mm. Because we tend to, and I do this too, take a subject and try to overcomplicate it. You know, what what are, what are a couple of simple ideas around your, your idea? What can you do to say it in a way that somebody will understand?
0: Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's really powerful. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about, um, your, so your book, um, which one Actually the more the more recent ones that you that you just wrote that you co-authored. Uh,
1: the Pod book.
0: Yeah, the Pod book.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then there was Expert Success Solutions. And then the first one was this one the Falling Down Getting Up book.
0: Awesome. awesome. And then awesome. I'm
1: not going to name mention the title but there's another one coming this spring.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, something Great. to come. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so where would you like for people to go or learn more about you and your work?
1: The simplest place is just my website, which is michaelbharris.com. Okay. If they want a free copy of this book.
0: Uh-huh, Falling they, Down, Getting Up.
1: Falling Down, Getting Up. They can go to michaelbeharris.com forward slash book. Okay. you won't see the link on my website it's a backlink okay if somebody wants a free copy they can get it there or they can go to amazon or any bookseller and they can get any any of these books on amazon
0: okay well i'll make sure we have that link specifically in the show notes so people can click and and download that if they awesome. that's what they want to do. So yeah. um, it was such a pleasure having you on today. So I uh, love your I get your you've got a very gentle spirit about you, and uh, and it shows. I think all the yoga. <laughs> um, so I really appreciate you being on today, and I know our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this.
1: Yeah, great. Thank you for inviting me again, and um, it's great to be.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Mind for Success podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to go check out a free training that I have at 4hourresults.live. It's a training that I have on how you can increase your sales, move yourself or your team into massive action and break through the plateau of your growth. And again, that free training can be found at 4hourresults.live. I hope you found massive value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback, or questions. We check them all, and I want you to go achieve massive success and make sure you join us again next week.